Hi there, and welcome to this episode of The 10-Minute Leader. This is part two of my interview with Kevin Chief, an Indigenous community leader in Winnipeg. And it's fantastic hearing his perspective, especially because in this episode, he talks a lot about the role of community and how important community is to growing new leaders. He also closes off with answering some questions around the greatest piece of encouragement or challenge that he has for us as leaders, which is definitely worth listening to. And then of course, the surprise question that I close off all my interviews with is at the end of this one. So enjoy this episode. A big piece of what you do, you do a lot of work within the community, leadership development. So when you think of the role of community, you've talked about it a little bit, but maybe flesh it out a little bit further in developing new and young leaders. What does the role of community play in that? Well, young people have a natural ability to create influence change. Like often the greatest changes we see in the world come off the gifts and creativity of young people. You know, one of the rare things we do in public education together is something I, that's called I Love to Read, is when you get a role model come in to read to mm. children because you want to inspire them to read. And I've been doing I Love to Read since being a former basketball player for the University mm. of Winnipeg, and I've done it ever since. But as I've gotten older, I always bring someone younger with me. And it's very interesting because when you come in and you do I Love to Read and you have a younger person with you, the school gives you two books to read and the kids sit down, grades ones, twos, and threes. And when I read and the young person's done reading, we ask the kids if they have any questions and all the hands go up. They all, all of them have questions, but they never ask any questions to do with anything you've read, but they got like lots of questions. Yeah. And nine out of 10 times, they don't ask me the questions. They always ask the younger person. Sure. And I think we have a responsibility to make sure that young people know their role models, whether they want to know it or not, their influence of their younger brothers and sisters and other young people in the community. And we have a collective responsibility to create structures and opportunities for young people to do what they're naturally capable of doing. You know, a role model is a gang leader who lives down the street, not the kind mm -hmm. of role model we want, but he or she's a role model. And so we want to create structures where we're giving young people the opportunity to put them in situations where they're the kind of role model that inspires children to read. You know, mm. there's no better example than that than Leticia Spent. She's a First Nation woman from Cross Lake. She's an artist. She was the young woman who used her creativity and her gift to indigenize both the Jets and the Moose logo. And there was mm. a lot of risk associated with doing that because she put her heart and her soul. And we all understand when it comes to sports logos, how passionate people mm. are. Yeah. And if the community didn't accept it, it would have been devastating for her. So she carried a risk for us. But in doing so now, it was one of the most positive things that uh, True North had ever done. But she inspired so many people, both Indigenous and non-Indigenous people. But here's one of the most important lessons. Young people who are struggling every day, who face hardship every day, we can say that if you work hard, that if you have a willingness to learn, if you're willing to be generous with your time, you can be like Leticia. It's mm. irresponsible of us to ask young people to overcome hardship and challenge unless we can show them others who've done it. Wow. Role models are absolutely fundamental. They're the pillar in building resiliency in a community. Wow, I love that. And I'm sure you could identify many people who you've seen being in those roles, right? Being those role models in the community. And I love that you highlighted Leticia. I mean, I've seen that logo. It's a beautiful logo if any people are listening and they haven't seen it, go check it out. The Winnipeg Jets, I guess it would be the indigenous logo or Aboriginal logo would be how you might find it on Google. Beautiful logo that they have there for that. So great story. 
Yeah, we call it the WASAC logo because the Winnipeg okay. Aboriginal Support Achievement Centre, 100% of the proceeds goes back to WASAC to support Indigenous children, youth in Northern communities to give them more opportunity for sport, rec and cultural wow. activities. And that, again, that is yeah. what Leticia's gift has done for all of us. Right. That's fantastic. I love that. I've done some athletics in my past. I mean, I love when people have the opportunities to get involved in sport because it teaches us so much as well, right? When we're able to participate in team and even individual sport too, just the value of resiliency is coming through a lot in our conversation. Sport does help teach that as well. So fantastic. Wasac. if anyone hasn't looked that up, take a look at that as well. Yes, uh, please do. Yeah. Some great community work as well, definitely through WASAC, and you've been involved there probably for a while. I remember I saw some of that when I was looking at your bio information as well. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. so the last question before the fun one, it's kind of more of a general question, but when you think of, I mean, I have a wide variety of leaders watching this. They're from all across North America. I see that I have people watching these kind of interviews, but you know, when you think of that wide variety, listening to our conversation, how would you encourage or challenge leaders who might be listening to this conversation? Well, I think right now, I think what we need a lot of, and it builds off some of the questions I've answered, things like encouragement and reaching out to people really, you know, that could be family and a network of friends, just, you know, making sure that we're connecting and, you know, make those practical things, you know, you know, recently, I think we just saw on the news that we've seen because of COVID, we've seen this people experiencing homelessnesses in, in bus shelters because public mm. spaces are closed now. Right. You know, and there's a young guy, his name's Riley Niepenak, and he has a group of youth that are part of something called Initiative. And, you know, one of the calls to action that they did is they set up these teepees, these warming huts that were teepees, and tried to support and feed and build a sense of belonging for the community. And so, you know, and then because he did that, so many people were donating clothes and they were coming, dropping off food. And I think mm -hmm. like anything that we can do that are physical things that we do, reaching out to people, donating, volunteering your time, all of those acts of kindness and compassion are absolutely critical for us right now as we kind of go forward. And one of the teachings of the of Anishinaabe is that it's grounded in generosity, but generosity mm. that's not defined how much money you have, how old or young you are, that's something we all have, whether we're rich or poor, is time and your willingness to donate your time. And so the best way to help yourself is to help others and mm -hmm. making sure that we're taking time to reach out to people and when, where we can help, let's try to help because it's going to do more for you than it even is for the people you're trying to help. I love that where we can help, we try to help. And I think that's important. We need to remember that, especially like you said, during a time like COVID, but that principle applies. It's timeless. Right? right. So thank you for sharing that encouragement and that challenge with us today. A fun question, a surprise question here at the end, Kevin, as we kind of wrap things up, as you mentioned, or as we talked about in your intro, you are part of uh, the Norman Chief Memorial Dancers. So it's going to have to do with that. If you had the opportunity to perform on any stage in any location in front of any audience around the world, I know you've performed in a lot of different locations, dancing that you guys do, the performances. Where would you choose if you could pick anywhere in front of anyone? Maybe it's the location, maybe it's focus on who you want to perform for. What comes to mind when you hear me say, you and your crew, where, what would you do? Oh man, you know, that's a great question. I got to tell you, Ben, out of all of the things that I really miss so much since we've been in COVID is I really miss going to community events, people working hard to fundraise. We were saying that you saw me one time dancing out in Steinbach. Yeah. with our team there and we're celebrate diversity in Steinbach. 
-hmm. But you know, when it comes to your question, I would do anything because we dance at treaty days and Métis days. Well, like my family's originally from a community called Duck Bay, which is an Anishinaabe Bay Métis community. And I would do anything if our square dance troupe with our band could travel out to Duck Bay and perform for all of the elders and youth out there, because it's my home community. There's so much love and support and that would mean the world to me. Wow. And one of the most popular songs, and I always dedicate it to Kelvin Gertzen, who I know you had on your podcast, yeah. Kim and Malachi, is I always dedicate this to them. I call it the Gertzen jig. But <laughs> when I was out in Duck Bay, there's a really popular fiddle tune. It's called Whiskey Before Breakfast. And so <laughs> I would love to get out to Duck Bay and dance some whiskey before breakfast and do some square dancing for my square dance troupe. You know, that brings a lot of love and joy to me and uh, young people and the elders in our community. And so that's what I'd love to do. Well, and you know, that answer just really sums up the type of person that I have learned you to be through this interview, but also from what I've been researching you, the value that you have on community and the people that are close to you just comes through with that answer too, right? So it's just really good. I never know what to expect when I ask a surprise question. <laughs> yeah. But I appreciate that answer. So thank you. All right. Thank you. Thanks, Thank you for having me on. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and thanks for being on, Kevin. I really appreciate it. You know, like I said, we could probably have talked for a long time and maybe one day we'll have you back and we can talk about some other topics around leadership, even some of the things around reconciliation, I think is a really important conversation that a lot of leaders are, are trying to wrestle through what that means. And perhaps we can dig into that at some point. But thank you for joining me today. And for those of you who are watching, if you don't know much about Kevin Chief, Kevin, where can they find out more about you? Do you have a, a website, your LinkedIn? What's the best way for them to connect with you? Yeah, they could find me on, I'm on social media platforms. You can find me on Twitter or LinkedIn or Instagram, Facebook. So I'm plugged in. You type in my name. I'm pretty easy to track down and all my infos there, my email address and everything. Sure. And I'll put some of those in the show notes where I release these videos as well. So people can find you easily. And thank you again. And for those of you who are listening, really want to encourage you to take some of the things that you've learned through this conversation with Kevin, about things like truth, humility, serving others and helping others, just some really good gems and go apply them into your leadership. If you have a chance, do so today. So thanks again, Kevin. All the best to you and to everyone who's listening. Jimmy Gwitch, everybody. Thank you very much. Thanks for watching part two of my interview with Kevin Chief. I really hope you got some great leadership tidbits from it, just like I did as I did the interview. If you haven't watched any of my other 10 Minute Leader episodes, I really encourage you to go back and check them out. We've got some fantastic guests that I was able to interview previously. And if you have any suggestions for other guests, send them my way. I'd love to hear from them. For now, though, go and be an intentional leadership and go and make a difference.